today on the Scott Thompson Show on AM 900 CHML. It doesn't seem to be a lot of hugs going on um, when it comes to uh, North and South Korea and uh, North Korea particularly and the rest of the world, uh, certainly between uh, the two leaders of North Korea and uh, the United States. North Korea over the weekend tests a hydrogen bomb. Uh, the U.S. ambassador says that North Korea is, quote, begging for war. To talk more about all of this, Julian Schofield is with us, Associate Professor, Department of Political Science, Concordia University, specializing in security, strategic studies in South and Southeast Asia. Uh, Julian is with us now. Thank you for taking the time to join us, Julian. Uh, the U.S. ambassador says North Korea is begging for war. What does that mean? Well, uh, normally when a country goes uh, uh, nuclear or tries to build up a nuclear arsenal, they, they do it on the sly. They, they do it with a fair bit of stealth. When India was working on it, they, they carefully played down their missile program, but they made sure that when the missiles were ready, the bombs were ready at the same time. Here, uh, Kim Jong-un is, is using the fact that he's building a program to put pressure on the Chinese uh, and the Japanese and the Americans to get what he wants. And so it, it, it's very, very provocative. It's, it's almost as if he's, he's doing exactly what you would want someone to do if you were going to uh, bomb them. Is his bark worse than his bite? Where does this go? I think that the problem with uh, Kim Jong-un, he doesn't, uh, like, like Saddam Hussein uh, before him and Gaddafi before him, um, he doesn't really understand the environment he's playing in. So I don't think he knows if he's, if he's actually intending on, on being aggressive. We know that uh, uh, 10 years ago, uh, before uh, North Korea started its current um, uh, gambit to get nuclear weapons, it engaged in a lot of state-sponsored terrorism. Um, from the 1990s, uh, 1980s and 1990s, it's it abducted 12 uh, Japanese uh, citizens. It's blown up an airliner. It's blown up a hotel. It did a submarine commando raid uh, in South Korea in 96. In 2002, they sank a, a patrol ship from the South Korean Navy. In uh, 2012, they, they uh, um, uh, sank a, a destroyer, killing 46 sailors. Um, uh, just uh, two years ago, they shelled, uh, or three years ago, they shelled islands at Yongpyeong off the coast of South Korea. So uh, he's going to go back to doing what he was doing uh, 10, 20, 30 years ago him and his father and, and his grandfather, uh, if they get a nuclear umbrella. Uh, so he's looking for protection. So, you know, if we let them have the bomb, they're not going to become more normal. They're going to go back to being uh, uh, dangerously volatile. Can he bomb or threaten to bomb his way out of sanctions, in, you know, into profitability? I mean, what's his end game here? Uh, his resources come from China, uh, and when the Chinese uh, disappoint him, he goes to the Russians. In 2013, the Russians uh, supplied the fuel that the Chinese didn't. So he, he's, he's no longer able to extract resources from the Americans. In the early 90s, when uh, North Korea was, was detected uh, fixing their Yongbyon reactor, they wanted to build a, a much larger reactor next to the research reactor that they had, they entered into an agreement with, with six, six major powers, including the U.S. and Japan and China and Russia, and they provide uh, material to build light water reactors that couldn't be used to make the fissile material for nuclear weapons. And this went on fine until 2002. The Koreans cheated a little bit, and the North Koreans cheated a little bit, and the Americans were, were perhaps pushing a, a political line that was a little bit too aggressive, so the agreement collapsed. And so um, um, and that, that was the last time that diplomacy worked. 
Um, I don't think it's going to work again uh, with the West. I, I think the Americans are either going to do nothing or they're going to bomb. Sanctions are going to target the Chinese. The North Koreans had, a, had a, a program after the end of the Cold War to start trading again, and they were trading with a couple of countries, including India, on quite a large scale. But when the scandal broke out, because they, they, the North Koreans, I guess stupidly, from a tactical point of view, admitted to abducting Japanese citizens off of beaches using commandos and then imprisoning them, imprisoning them for 10, 20 years, it, it incensed the Japanese, who then had a campaign of going around the world and threatening countries like India that if they traded with North Korea, they would cut off trade. So now the North Koreans are completely cut off with trade. I mean, anyone that trades with them is not going to trade with the Japanese, and so they can only trade with China and, and Russia. So um, uh, this nuclear weapons program, the, 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 the loudness of it, is meant to get the Chinese to continue providing resources. If they don't, uh, the, the regime could collapse. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play and listen to The Scott Thompson Show weekdays from noon to 3 on AM 900 CHML.